It is Thursday, the 9th day of September, 2021. And upon us is the start of yet another National Football League season. Get fired up. Uh, I'll be joined on the show today by a friend of mine and friend of the show, Scott, for a shallow dive into the league. Uh, the Patriots, and probably some gambling as well. Uh, given the news of last week with Mac Jones getting the starting nod straight out the chute uh, over Cam Newton, I was going to throw up a quick nod an episode, but given the number of people listening to the show of late, I'm down to three listeners, folks. Three. Uh, I thought better of it. Uh, I like the move, even though I really thought was I was hoping that Cam would get another shot. I like him far more than most. Um, like, I, you know, I like his personality more than his game, obviously, but I don't think his game last year was accurate. And I thought in the preseason, he proved that, but apparently not enough. Um, At the same time, I understand the hesitation from Bill to keep him on the roster and to um, have him around. So, you know, whatever it is, what it is, I get it. Um, But at the same time, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what Cam Cam Jones, what um, Mac Jones can do. And bonfire.com slash store slash complaints or in the bio of my show's Insta page for the exclusive Mac Jones Hold my nuts, bitch t-shirt. That's right. Exclusive. Uh, All that and more on episode number 89. The Bob D episode. Who's Bob D, you ask? Unless you're old as fuck and you happen to be listening to my show or you've been to the Patriots Hall of Fame, you're not going to know who Bob D is. But Bob D, defensive lineman, uh, eight years with the team, uh, he's the only Patriots player to ever wear number 89. They retired the man's uh, number. Uh, they, they basically held it, and nobody wore it for, Christ, eh, close to 30 years before they actually retired it. Um, Patriots Hall of Famer. And he actually scored the first points in AFL history when he uh, recovered a fumble on a sack in the end zone in 1960. Fun fact, uh, that quarterback was Tommy um, O'Connell, father of future Bruins general manager Mike O'Connell. So, you know, both O'Connells equally as fucking inept. Um, But yeah, Bob D, huh? How about that? Uh, Born in Quincy, went to Holy Cross, retired in 1960, and according to Wikipedia, did so because of a business opportunity that was, quote, too good to resist, end quote. Well, he died of a heart attack on a business trip in 1979. That's all right here, right now, on Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less-than-average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. 
guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations with Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? What's up, complainers? Thank you once again for joining the program. Uh, very excited for today's show. As I mentioned in the open, I am going to be joined by my buddy Scott to uh, talk a little football, talk a little Patriots, um, and then we'll talk a little gambling as well. I'll try not to say uh and um, ooh, like a fucking douchebag constantly. It's an awful crutch, and I hate it. Drives me nuts. My brain moves too fast from my mouth. So as I'm over here hiccuping and burping into a microphone like a... Ugh, Christ. Um, as it, yeah, and then what do I do? See? I should just learn to stay silent, to not say anything when I'm thinking, right? That would make more sense, wouldn't it? It would. So before we get into football, a handful of things on my list <clears throat> that I wanted to talk about. Did you know that 40-ounce alcoholic beverages are illegal in Florida? Yeah, you can't buy a fucking 40 in Florida. They're illegal. How on earth does that make a lick of sense in that shithole of a state? Like, that's where Florida draws the line. Anything over 32 ounces, fuck you. I'm not going to make you wear a mask or I'm not going to tell you vaccines are bullshit and, and all this other crap. But you can't drink more than 32 ounces. Stupid. I heard that today and I was blown away. Also, I do not really want to get into the Texas abortion thing. I mean, I kind of do, but I don't. And it's not really going to go with the flow of the program. So I'm not really going to not really going to go into it. Just know that it's it's a fucking stupid law. It's bullshit. Uh, I really hope that the state of Texas is sued and, and told to fuck off, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that's where I'll leave it for now. I'm sure I'll get into it later at a later date, if you will. But, you know. It, it, frustratingly stupid. Welcome back to the show, uh, my dear friend and uh, one of my three listeners uh, who has joined me once again uh, for the eve of another wonderful National Football League season. Scott, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much, Dave. I, I'm so happy to be back on the show that no one listens to. There you go. See? Love it. That's the attitude I'm looking for, bud. I know. Uh, look, I just you just tee it up. Nice swing for the fences. <laughs> All right, so right off the bat, let's talk Patriots. So um, I'm very curious to hear, uh, you know, what, what your thoughts are for the season, if there's anything, you know, that, that you think jumps off the page in terms of uh, the roster for the team, aside from the quarterback, because that's a fairly obvious talking point. But if you want to start there, uh, let's, let's talk quarterback and then let's talk the team. Yeah, so, I mean, 
I don't know what else there really is to say about the quarterback situation since we've kind of all, it's all passed, right? Uh, we're in the Mac Jones era. What I would want to rather discuss is our backup quarterback situation. That scares the living daylights out of me. If Mac gets hurt, we are screwed. Nah, Absolutely screwed. No. I would. I saw enough from Brian Hoyer last year when he jumped in on that Kansas City game. That was disgusting. Uh, it was I, pretty bad. It was. Here's the thing, though. This my, I don't disagree with you entirely, but I think he was put in a bad spot. Uh, I think he played well until, you know, the two fumbles. But still, uh, I don't think he played. I don't think he played uh, that bad. And I do think he he's a better option than let's say they if they kept Cam. I think he's a better option as a backup. Uh, not to mention, I don't really know what else is was out there. I mean, the kid that they brought in, um, Garrett Gilbert, I, I'm intimately familiar with him because he was in Dallas for a while. He's not that good. So I'd rather have Hoyer. And I, I don't think he'd be that bad. I mean, I think he could be serviceable. But you're not wrong at all. I think that's a weak point overall. I'm highly nervous about that. But I guess we get Stidham, right? <laughs> yeah, I know. Get old. King Stidham to come back maybe. off the pop list and yeah. maybe. I mean, that that's the one thing that really scares me. I'm very excited for the Mac Jones era. Cam gave it his best. You know, God bless him. You know, I think he was in a bad situation. So I'm on the camp of he tried his hardest. He just has a broken shoulder. I mean, it is what it is. Hmm. Um, so I'm looking for the Mac Jones era. I think our running back strong. Obviously, we know our offensive line is one of the top ones in the league, premier even, um, with all the returners. And I think the defense, you know, will be one at the top when Gilmore is back. I mean, I really do. That's the only hole right now is Gilmore on the pop. I think that defense has got to keep this gate, this team in many games, many games. I don't disagree at all. I mean, I, I think, I think the biggest, there were two big holes for me. One is, you know, which receiver aside from uh, Myers is going to be the, the go-to guy. Uh, and then obviously the hole in the secondary. So I think somebody in the receiving core will step up. I just don't know who. I think Jones is going to spend right. a lot of time throwing the ball to to Kendrick Bourne. I think that's going to be, aside from the two tight ends, is going to be a bit of his binky. Um, yep. I don't really see Aguilar doing much. I mean, he. I think they're going to take a shot or two down the field every night. But I think beyond that, I mean, I don't see where he can Highly agree there. I think he's going to be used to stretch the fields because we need to yeah. stretch the field type of guy. If he's going to be like, say, fantasy wise, yeah, I want to touch with the 10 foot pole, you yeah. know, because he's going to have a game where he's going to look great from like a 50 yard bomb from Mac. And mm. let's be honest, I mean, Max, again, was one of the best offensive lines and the two tight end sets. I mean, this offense is going to be built for his style of play, and especially as a rookie coming into the league. So I, I fully agree in that wide receiver assessment. That's exactly how I looked at it as well. I think it's going to be a very uh, 2001 Patriots offense where it's going to be a lot of a lot of dinking and dunking to the running backs. I think James White's going to have a big year. Uh, Just stole the words out of my mouth. <laughs> Who's the next yeah. guy I was going to talk about? I, you know, I think, I, think he's back. Gonna, I think he's going to have a big year. I mean, obviously, last year really sucked for him. So I would imagine that right. Uh, you know, things have changed and improved. So I think he's going to have a good year. I think the two tight ends are going to be okay. I don't think any of them are going to put up, you know, Gronkowski numbers, but, you know, if they each catch 40 balls, 50 balls or something in, in that neighborhood, um, I think that'll be fantastic considering they had literally nobody playing tight end last season. 
Exactly. I'm not expecting 2007 numbers of Gronk and the murderer going at it. I expect mm. more of, you know, a, a dumbed down version of that first day. Uh, we don't know what we're going to get on a Hunter Henry. I mean, he has been hurt. We haven't really seen him do, he hasn't really played in the preseason either. Yeah. So, like I said, the kid has talent. We know John who can do a lot of things. He's a great pass catcher too. He could stretch. So, I'm, I'm very excited to see what this team can bring uh, coming this Sunday. So, let's go. Let's do that, uh, that tried and true, uh, you know, game by game, come up with a win loss here. All right. Um, so obviously Sunday against the Dolphins at home. What do you think? Win. Come out of the gates firing. I, yeah. I like it. I agree. I, I think that one's a win. I am so down on the Dolphins this year. I just. I am too. I don't know. I think they were on well, my I don't believe in the two a hype. Yeah, I don't I think don't, it's it, too a hype right now either. I think it's all national media talk. I don't even think he's that bad. I just don't think he's. <laughs> I just don't think he's that good. I, I don't. That's no. kind of a stupid way to put it, but there's just something also, there that I can't wrap my head around. And what's good for the Patriots too is that Will Fuller can't play because I believe he's still suspended for a couple of games. If I recall, yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. So, plus, they, I guess they get a couple guys on the COVID list too. Yeah, so with all, all those factors, and we're here. If it's in Miami, I I I would think differently because we just don't play well in Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, but here, now nah, I'm looking forward to a good old 420, a 425 start, 730 blacked out win. <laughs> there you go. Uh, week two at the Jets. <laughs> you can skip that one. That's a win. The <laughs> ah, Jets team stinks. I, I know. And again, it, that's another guy I'm not high on. I think Zach Wilson's going to be a bust and a half. Um, uh, well, Bruski loves it. Loves him, I guess. Bruschi's I know. He's going to be rookie of the year. I heard. I just. I don't buy it. I don't either. He's a f- I mean, look, they would have to turn that entire organization around for him right. to actually not be a complete bust. Exactly. There's too many holes. There's just too many holes in that team. I just do not buy anything from the Jets of selling. Yeah. Uh, week three at home against the Saints. Oh, again, roll that. Jameis Winston will think uh, his jersey color is blue and red, so it's all good. I have no issues with that game. I th- I think they – oh, boy. I have that as a toss-up um, only because, I, you know, one, the coach, and then two, I sure. really do think that Winston's going to be better. Well, how let's much take Winston out of the better? equation. So then yeah. think about it, right? When they were in salary cap hell, they had a yeah. re-release. I forget a few of the individual defensive guys' names. You know, they, they just have a whole new team. And mm. I guess you could also argue you don't know where you're going to get. There's no Michael right. Thomas, right? Yeah. You, you've lost Drew Brees. I, I'm just not buying it. I just don't mm. buy it. I think the Saints are going to stink this year. I think mm. that's just kind of nature of the beast in the NFL. We'll talk about that. Hold on. I mean, let, me, let me – I need to add a note so I don't forget to talk about the Saints. Okay. <laughs> Fair uh, enough. Then the big one, week four against the Bucks. This is where I feel like I have to lay on the sword and say that's going to be a loss. Yeah. I don't want it to be, but I'm. I, I just have you have to write some losses somewhere in the season. So of course, yeah. I'm going to pencil um, that one in. You know, anybody hopefully closer to, than we think. You know anybody that wants to buy some uh, shitty tickets? Sure, <laughs> I could always ask around. I am. I am. Trying to unload those and pay for the entire season's worth of uh, of tickets. Yes, so 
I, most people were. So yes. Yeah. Uh, I have that as, as a loss as well. And you know, the, the problem is it's going to be such a fucking overhyped, you know, bullshit game. And the good thing I think about it is that Belichick and Brady hopefully will not really, you know, hype it up as much as, as everybody else will. So I think once the game actually gets started, it's going to be a fairly, you know, mundane game. And I think Tampa rolls only because I think Brady's going to be fired up to actually win there. So, yeah, I do too. I think that's the Brady factor. Unfortunately, is going to win on this one for me. Yeah. Uh, week five at the Texans. <laughs> we can skip that one too, dude. I think the Pats uh, rolled like triple digits. Worst team in the league this yeah. year by far. Um Week six at home against the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> I have that as a win as well, my friend. I know you Whoa. think probably a little differently. I do. Uh, I'm sorry. I think it depends. It. it all depends on that. You want to talk about backup quarterback problems. It's right there. Yeah. And if Dak goes down, it's going to be a repeat of last year. Actually worse because last year they had Andy Dalton, who was somewhat serviceable. But now they've got nothing. They've fucking Cooper Rush or Ben DiNucci, one of these two scabs. But uh, <laughs> if if I think if Dallas comes in healthy and Dak is playing well, I think the Cowboys are going to have a good season. But it's it's a very up in the air kind of a thing. So oh, I have that. As I, a- I look at it as we have a infinitely better defense. That Dallas defense stinks, and but they'll be better much better head coach. They'll be, oh, oh sure. Oh, oh, I mean, Mike McCarthy. So that's where I'm basing my factors <laughs> for the win, not just because Dallas' yeah, offense is a little more explosive. I think yeah. there's other factors for me that would say, I don't think so. Bye bye. Mike Dallas. McCarthy will probably lose two games on his own this year. Oh, he's a clown. He is a fucking dunce. Yeah. Um, sorry. I know that's your team, but. Yeah. Well, he's not my coach, tell you that. He's. Mm. Uh, week seven at home against the Jets. I have that as a win. I assume you do too. Yeah, you know where I stand. Bye bye. Kick the uh, next game. Week eight at the Los Angeles Chargers. I am pegging that for a loss. As am I. The Chargers are my uh, sleeper team this season. I'm, yes, I'm... I think they're going to be a very good team, and mm-hmm. I know they have a whole new coaching staff. So I'm figuring it's going to take a few games for them to kind of get really up and running and get their yeah. magic. But by the time we have to fly out to the West Coast and they're getting their groove on, I, I think that's just the pervert of the game you're going to lose. Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's see. Next, at Carolina. Uh, I chalked that up for a win. Uh, I think we own Arnold's. Uh, that's that. Yeah. Um, let's see. What is this? Week eight, nine? Uh, at home against the Browns. Oof. That might be the random game we lose. So there's one I, – I couldn't pick one game out of my list, and mm-hmm. now we're talking. I'm going to go over yeah. the Browns. I think they're, again, way better than probably what people are pegging them as. Yeah. And I can see that being a loss. Just they have a lot of talent on the offense, defense, and it's going to come down to coaching, you know, and usually I'd give the nod to Belichick, but that team's just good. Can't sleep with the I Browns agree. this year. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, let's see. At Atlanta – Thursday night football and is another team. It's going to be fucking terrible. Exactly. Thank you. So you saved me a lot of uh, talking there. Yeah. Win. <laughs> that defense stinks. Yeah. They, do, <laughs> they yeah, have an awful defense. They got to rely on Maddie. I used to throw huck the ball nonstop. No, it's, yeah. It's, it's cats. They got a, you know, they got a couple good players. Uh, like Calvin Ridley's good. 
Matt Ryan will be yeah. fine, but uh, you know the defense is not good. I, I yeah, it's gonna be bad. Uh, week twelve at home against uh, Tennessee. I have that as a loss. As do I. I think Tennessee is gonna be pretty good. I think their number is like nine and a half, uh, and I, I I really think they're gonna go over. Uh, but we'll yeah. see. I, I think it's like I guess you know. I, I just think the Titans have it all around, like good offense. The defense is decent. Uh, Brable's proved himself as a good head coach, which we mm. see. So, I, again, you can't win every game in the season, you know. So I think it's a loss, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, and then honestly, same with uh, the next game against Buffalo. Was that week thirteen? I have that yep. as a loss on the road at, at Buffalo. I do as well. I do as well. I think it's going to be a rough couple of games stretch there. Mm. You know? Nature of a long uh, season. Exactly. Week 14's the bye. And then they go on the road at Indianapolis. Win. I have that as a win too. I have been very high on Indianapolis for a while. And this year I think their quarterback situation is god awful. I mean, Carson oh, Wentz stinks. What stinks. A, I mean, look, but here's the thing though, Scott, right? He could go out there and and have another MVP caliber season. He has the talent. Sure. He did it once before. I just, I just think he's all in his head now at this point. Yeah, I, I think he's a broken man, and yeah. you can't fix a broken man on the field. That's more inside four walls and a doctor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know um, what I mean? It's just week sixteen uh, against Jacksonville. That's a win. Win. And then, well, that was week seventeen. Then the new week eighteen. At the Miami Dolphins, I pegged that as loss. Yeah, I pegged that as my sixth loss on the season. Yeah, so I you've got them eleven and six. I got them ten and seven. Yes. Either and way, I, take, I hit my bat, so it's all good. Only that. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I, listen, I take that. That's a step in the right direction. Either way, yeah. um, I don't. I don't see that being a problem. I mean, I. The, the schedule is easy enough that they could they could win 10 games no problem. I don't see that being an issue. There's totally nothing agree. on here. Yeah, there's nothing on here that jumps out as, as being, oh, my God, I can't believe they won that game. Or, no. oh, my God, I can't believe they lost that game. You know what I mean? That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, again, I think my minimum is 10 and 7 on the season. I think we play enough garbage teams to make that. Yep. I mean, if they went 12 and 5, I wouldn't be surprised either. No. And I mean, I, I think that would be a little too much too soon, but at the same time, I wouldn't really. I, I, think right. that'd be I just think that defense of ours will carry a lot of things and swing things in our direction. Could yeah. be wrong. I've been wrong many times in my life. Again, probably Likewise. with all my wagers. Yeah. You know, that's exactly. why I've got uh, bankruptcy, but Hey, <laughs> Um, all right. So then obviously that, that segues nicely into, uh, division winners. Uh, I have the bills winning the AFC East. Same. I'm thinking 12 and five for those guys. They're going to add yourself by a game. All right. Um, who else do you have in the AFC? So AFC North, I'm going with the Browns to win that division. Mm -hmm. Uh, AFC South, we're going with the Titans and AFC West. I'll just be a pussy and take the chiefs. Yeah, I have all four of the same. I don't. Oh, excellent. There so are some none of that's really, going to hit. <laughs> well, look, there's a couple of bad divisions out there. Yeah. And I think, uh, 
I think the AFC um, uh, South is, is pretty bad. And I Correct. think the AFC North is pretty bad. So, you know, the right. AFC West, I think, is going to be good. And I really think that uh, the Chargers uh, come out of that as a wild card. I think they might be 10 and 7 as well. Um, but so that's curious. My other wild cards are the, are the Pats and the Ravens. Okay. Well, clearly we're sharing league notes because I had the Pats, Ravens, and Chargers my wild card pick. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck we're uh, screwed uh, totally screwed we just fucked all these teams yeah no shit all right and uh, to the three other listeners bet the opposite of what we just did <laughs> if you like NFC. money bet the opposite there you go yeah seriously uh nfc east i am going with the washington football team my assumption is you took the cowboys i did yes predictable well, the Washington yeah. football team think they have a great defense. I think their uh, defense is fucking fantastic. That kid gets in the backfield. He can, oh, he's a beast. Yeah. I think they have a lot of things going for them in a very shitty NFC East. Yeah. Very bad NFC East. It is bad. I don't disagree. Um, however, I, I, that, that's a quarterback I don't, as much as I like Fitzpatrick, um, you know, he's not. He's old. Well, I guess probably let's put it this way. Well, another way is think about it. Well, a guy who's been on literally every single team in the NFL besides the Patriots, I think uh, you have your answer. Yeah, exactly. Um, I have the Niners, Bucks, Cowboys, Packers. Okay, so I get the Packers for AFC North, the Bucks, AFC South. NFC West, I have the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, all right. I'm buying into it. I'm buying into the hype. I'm buying into Stafford and all those good weapons out there. Kid, the guy loves to sling the ball. Mm. I just feel like him, Woods, Cup are just going to light it up. I, yeah. I really do. They still have a stacked defense. Well, I, I don't have... disagree with San Francisco. I think that's a. I think they're going to really come along yet. But that's that's just my thoughts. I literally have. The entire NFC West making the playoffs. <laughs> All right. Be- I mean, because the, the NFC is really fucking bad. Like, it's, it's a garbage conference. Garbage. Am I wrong? I, I would say no. I would have to agree with that point. I mean, yeah. I, so I got the Niners winning the division and Cardinals, Seahawks, Rams making the playoffs. Fair. I have San Francisco in the wild card as well. Then I went with your Dallas Cowboys because I just feel that again the NFC East sucks so much that I did easy four wins against the Giants and, and the Eagles and whatever else is on their plate. I feel like they can get there and sneak in that last wild card. I also mm. went with the Vikings. I, even though the Vikings defense is a little whack, I still feel like the Bears suck, Detroit sucks. So I think there's like easy wins for these these teams to get to get in there. I just think that all the bad teams are going to beat the piss out of each other, you know? And I, I think like yeah. everybody in the NFC West is going to split and eventually, you know, the only, the only wildcard team standing, I, I really do think that it's just going to be the entire AFC West. I think it'd be cool as hell if that was the case, but you know, who knows? Yeah. I think that's a, a, a tough one to hit. And if you could bet that I would absolutely do that. Cause then talk about <laughs> the odds on that bad boy. For all four teams in this di- uh, one division to go to the playoffs. That'd, That'd be, be something. Awesome. 
I gotta see if I can find <laughs> that. I gotta write that down. See if I can find that. I don't have the uh, the quality book anymore. So I know. Fucking Leon. Oh, well, off the air, I can get you a guy. Another guy. Oh, you got another guy? Yeah, I met someone okay. uh, I can hook you up with. All right, that would be helpful. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I got you. So, so let's let's talk gambling then. I want to talk uh, season over unders. And I want to start with the unders because I am very curious uh, to see who you like. Okay. So for unders, uh, I love the Saints under nine, even though I don't want to pay the juice. It's minus, I see currently it's like 145. It's a lot of Ooh. juice for me to want to play that. But I agree. Again, going with what I said earlier, Saints, the Saints stink. Mm, okay. The one I'm really liking and I'm going to probably hit it, is Philly under six and a half at plus 120. And hmm. my notes say they stink in capital letters, so that must be true. <laughs> All right. And my, I have one more under, too, I wrote down. But again, I want to pay you the juice. Ravens under 11 games, minus 130. Again, I think they make the playoffs at 10 wins. I don't think they get 11 wins. I think that division is a little too tough for them. Um, then if AFC North always beaches, beaches the app, beat each other up. Yeah. So I feel that could be a slugfest. And I think them getting 11 wins is a little more than I would think they could handle personally. Mm. But I still want to pay the juice. That's another, another quarterback. I don't trust. Like he's good. Right. I just don't trust him. Um, so I have, you got my friend. I have three, I have the bears under. I have the Dolphins under, and I have Tampa under. Okay. The Bears are terrible, and I think they're just going to get worse. And then I think the coach is going to get fired halfway through the season. Um, the Dolphins I mentioned earlier, I am so down on the Dolphins. It's just there's something about that team that I can't, I can't figure it out. One, you know, it's it's basically like a team of Patriots cast-offs. And, it, and I, I, it's almost as if they went there for a payday. That's that's the feeling I get. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and so, yeah. Sure. And so do I think they're going to be, um, you know, as good as they were when they were up here? No. So I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I, I don't think the receiving core is that great. Their defense is meh. Um, I like Miles Gaskin a lot this year. I think he's going to have a great season, but that's you know purely fantasy, so who knows? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and then the number I had for the Bucks was 12 and a half. That's I think a lot of games. Yeah, and I think they finish with 12 wins. So, you know, that, that's, yeah, that's my thing. I mean, it's going to be the same as, as – is when, you know, when the Patriots were winning all the time, every team was up for them. The difference is, I think the Bucks. there's too many, too many like uh, beat up guys, older guys. And again, you want to talk about if something happens to that quarterback, that team is donezo. Oh, absolutely. Like more so than anybody else in the league. Well, who's the backup uh, there? Like Blaine Gabbert? Yeah, Blaine fucking Gabbert. That's sad that I even know that on top of my head. Like, who, that guy should not even be in the league. He should be fucking fondling Ed Croce's balls. Like, that doesn't Whoa, make any sense to me. Oh, man. That, you can't say that name on this show. 
Just like <laughs> band. Um, Good. All right, let's talk overs then. Um, what do you okay. have for overs? Uh, so going back to my the Washington football team, I see the overs eight and a half games. The juice is a little much for me. What one thirty five? The eight and a half wins seems like a dunk, slam dunk to me. Wow. Eight and a half. Jeez. So odds are I'm going to jump on that. uh, But that's what I like. And then the over, which as a true sharp, I already hit months ago. Pat's nine and a half games over. Uh, A couple of honey on that bad boy. Being super confident. And Mm -hmm. now it's risen up to minus 120. So what'd you get at price? I got it at even. Oh, Nice. Um, I like the Chargers over. I think uh, the yep. Chargers nine and a half. Pat's nine and a half. Uh, and then I got the Titans at nine and a half as well. So I like the over on all three of those. Yeah, I like that. Um, yeah, especially when we're talking about the Titans. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be hard for them not to get 10 wins. Yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like that's a gimme, especially if they're going to make the, you know, be the AFC South champion. It's funny. The extra game is – I thought it would have more um, – I thought it would show up more in these bets, in these numbers, where, you know, a, a team like the Titans last year, nine and a half would have been a solid estimate, which is why yeah. when I went to look at it now and, and seeing that it was nine and a half in my book, I was very surprised because you're playing fucking uh, 17 games. So, I mean, it's – how do you how do you expect a team like that to not win ten games? I find that so. I don't understand strange. it. Yeah, yeah I don't understand I, it either. I, I was trying to think about how they're trying to incorporate that into the lines itself, and I don't know. My pea brain can't come up with a, a good answer. No, to be honest, and believe me, I, it's yeah, it's the same thing. I, I was reading uh, James Holzhauer does a great article for yep. uh, the Athletic. And every time I read his fucking, his, his columns, it's like, oh my God, I didn't know any of this shit. Uh, he knows way more about probably most everything that I do. And now here he is talking about gambling and it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. This guy is, he's, he's fucking rain man for Christ's sake. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, yeah. Those are all facts. And yeah. I had to stop reading it because of that facts. I felt like I wanted to commit suicide. I'm like, all right, this guy's way <laughs> too smart for me. <laughs> uh, I, you know, he's only, I think he's only written like five or six, but I've learned something, you know, in every one. Agreed. I've read a couple of them. Very yeah. good. Very intelligent. Pre, pre ad, right? James yeah. holds it. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all nice. right. Week one, week one bets. Curious what you have. All right. Well, these are all depending because when I last saw the lines. So the yeah. line I had for Cleveland Browns against uh, Kansas City Chiefs was plus seven and a half. I'll take that number going into it um again plus seven and a half i feel like i'm always going to err on that side a and b i think cleveland gives them hell i mean i know that cleveland's on the road but i think it's a whole brand new ball game i think cleveland really sticks to them i don't think they win but i don't Mm. think they lose by more than seven so that's one i like uh another pick i like and ready to get the barf bag out is houston plus three being dogs at home against uh, jacksonville I read, I read somewhere today, it was like divisional underdogs week one are like 26 and nine against the spread in the last mm-hmm. uh, like 10 plus years or some weird amount of time. 26 and nine. I was like, holy fuck. That was crazy. <laughs> yep. And um, 
you know, somebody had mentioned that and, and they actually mentioned Houston. And so that's not a crazy bet. I mean, look, I think it might, it could be like a one point Jacksonville win, right? Whatever gives a fuck. They cover. Exactly. So I think I'm going to roll with that one. And another one I like, again, we're talking about shitty teams that we hate on. I think the bears are plus seven and a half too against the Rams. And I, I might at plus seven and a half. I'm, I'm not saying I'm going to take it, but it's on my yeah. list of things to think about. Are they at home, Chicago? Yes. Mm. I believe so. Unless I could be wrong. Uh, I still think they get fucking smashed. I, I am. I am so that the Bears and uh, the Dolphins are the two teams that I am very, very down on. Good. So I also like the pass at minus three and a half as well this week. Yeah, I got them at minus three. Um, oh, even better. Yeah, so I, I do like that. I like San Francisco minus seven and a half. I also took the under in uh, Washington football team and uh, San Diego Superchargers, even though they're not in San Diego anymore. Uh, under, 40, <laughs> under 44 and a half. That was okay. a tad low, um, but Washington's defense is so good that, you know, obviously the Chargers aren't going to score a ton. But right. at the same time, I don't really see Washington going off. And, you know, I think they're going to run the ball a ton, keep the score low, run the clock. So under 44 Great. and a half isn't too bad. So I like that. Oh, yeah. I, I haven't looked really much at the over-unders yet. I was just kind of looking at spreads and I get the statistics. I was looking, again, I think with Detroit or the Bears I was talking about, where you can get them at plus seven and a half. I think they said week one, when the team is a dog of seven and a half, they've hit, they've covered against the spread 70% of the time, but only in week one hmm. over the course of like the last 10 years. So it's a crazy stat, but it actually exists. So that's why when I heard that, I started looking at those lines and thinking, all right, you know, this may be something I throw like a few bucks at or something, or even do a, like a parlay of like, you know, small money and just see if it heads. Yeah. Oh, no, I like that. Hmm. I have to look into that. Yeah. Awesome. All right. It's not Pitsley facts here. These are real facts. <laughs> and then, um, all right. So then obviously uh, let's do the uh, eventual Super Bowl matchups. Curious to see what you have in mind. All right. So I want to be a homer. So I'll take the Pats. Um, and if I wasn't being a homer, I'd take the Bills. And then okay. the NFC. To represent, I want. Uh, I like the Los Angeles Rams. You're all in on the Rams, huh? Yeah, all in. All right. I think this is McVay's year, man. Hmm. Okay. Um, I'm going with the Chefs. Uh, I think it, it it's going to be a repeat. Uh, not quite a repeat. I mean, I I was thinking uh, Chiefs and Bucks, but I don't I don't really. Th- I don't think the Bucs are going to hang on. Um, so I do think that – what do I have? Where the hell is my – I had the Packers and the Chiefs. And the Chiefs okay. uh, winning the Super Bowl. Interesting. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's definitely in the realm of possibility. Uh, again, I think the Packers do well with the Aaron Rodgers typical fuck you tour. I mean, <laughs> that's just his jam. Seems to do well when he's pissed off. Like, I don't hate it. I think for the Packers, honestly, I think it's it's health. If they all stay healthy, they're going to do very well. 
unfortunately, they're, of course. they're already down their left tackle. So that could be uh, the start of a fucking snowball injury effect, but we'll see. All right. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> uh, well, listen, uh, this was fun as always. Uh, Absolutely, bud. All yeah. right. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. See ya. Bye. Good quality, shallow depth analysis. Get fired up for football, folks. It's going to be uh, a hell of a fucking season uh, filled with COVID related nonsense, labor problems, vicious injuries. <laughs> Yay, football. No, but seriously, yeah. Yay, football is right. Season starts uh, tonight, Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Uh, Everybody in the greater New England region can sit and get a hard-on watching Tom Brady, uh, you know, get another ring. And it's just like he doesn't play for your team anymore, but you're still big fans, right? Please build a bridge for fuck's sake or stop watching the Patriots. One of the two. You root for laundry. That's them's the rules. You can want him to do well, which I do. But you know, I'm not I'm not rooting for Tom Brady over the Patriots or the Cowboys, even for that matter. So, bye bye. Anyways, as it is Thursday, it is time for the world famous three gripes. I say world famous, but that's entirely wrong. It's not even locally famous, but I'm going to speak it into existence. The world-famous three gripes. Gripe number one, spam emails. I am appalled at the lack of effort, and I'm, I'm pretty sure this has been a gripe in the past, but I got one. I've been getting a lot of them recently uh, for a job, okay? Now, it's coming from different... Uh, you know, people, quote unquote, different email addresses. But the job is always the same. It's packing manager, whatever the fuck that's supposed to mean. So I got one the other day, you know, packing manager. And it's like, uh, you know, 32 hours a week, $1,000 a week, you know, uh, for it's like for housewives, retirees and something else. So apparently, you know, in the mind of the spammer, uh, Dave LaPointe here falls into one of those categories. Yeah, yeah, right, whatever, if you say so. But this, the problem is, when they write these out, right, do they honestly think that people are going to read them? I mean, really read them. I just don't understand, like, who the fuck is falling for this shit? Obviously, one person did, and that one person set off a fucking chain reaction of uh, a tidal wave, I should say, of bullshit packing manager spam emails. This one said, quote, there is expected to be no heavy parcels. Most batches accommodate baloney and linen, end quote. It literally said baloney B-A-L-O-N-E-Y. So these parcels aren't bologna. They're straight baloney. 
Like, they know full well that people aren't reading this shit. They put all the good stuff in the first couple sentences and then, like, the link right below it. Thinking people like, oh, fuck, yeah, that sounds like a great job. Click, 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 click. Oh, now they're in your fucking checking account. And they're draining that $32.63 that you have in there. You're fucked for the rest of your life. That makes me wonder if if someone, like, hacks into your or into somebody's checking account, and they see there's only, like, fucking 15 bucks in there, do they, <laughs> do they get pissed? Like, fuck, I did all that work. This poor motherfucker only has 15 bucks. It's like, you know, I, you know it, it's, it's one of these things where you, you legitimately you're concerned about somebody hacking and, and stealing your identity and all this other shit, but it's like, what, if somebody steals my identity, what the fuck are they going to get? No money, poor credit, no assets. <laughs> You're going to be very disappointed. Terribly sorry. <clears throat> uh, gripe number 2A. Gripe 2A. Guys who go to the strip club by themselves. Backstory on this. Uh, it was my buddy Jeff's birthday, and as we are wont to do, we went to... Uh, hibachi, had a great hibachi, tons of sake. I've become the fucking sake master uh, at this thing. It's just, I could drink gallons of sake. I don't know what the deal is, but I love it. It's probably not even actual sake. It's probably just fucking sugar water or some shit. Who knows? But um, uh, afterward, we we went to uh, the strip club because it's fun and it's funny. And the people watching is unbelievable. So <clears throat> I am fascinated by these guys that go to the strip clubs by themselves. There were these, there were two gentlemen in particular this weekend, right? One was an older guy. This this guy had to have been in his 60s. Maybe, maybe older. But minimum in his 60s. Uh, old fella. And he uh, he was paying a young lady to basically hang out with him for the evening. And, uh, you know, this girl was a fucking top-notch, tremendous actor. She was all over this poor guy. Yet the minute she got away from him, uh, you know, the, the attitude changed and you could tell. So uh, a friend of mine encountered her in the bathroom they had a conversation. It was whatever. But that guy's there by himself. He leaves his home and goes into the strip club. What is he thinking? Is he thinking to himself, well, this is the night. Tonight's the night. I'm going to get with this stripper. Boy, what a fucking lonely existence. I f Honestly, I'm watching this man. And I felt bad for him. I felt bad. You don't know the circumstances, obviously. It could be could be nothing. It could be something. Who knows? But I felt bad. Who I didn't feel bad for was another guy who was there by himself. Who was wearing Zubaz pants, a fucking filthy-ass shirt. Um, he had, like... He had kind of a skullet going on, but I mean, it, it, the guy smelled like fucking shit. 
He clearly did not give two fucks about his appearance. And I'm thinking, you know, and we all thought the same thing, which is like, which stripper is going to like come over and hang out with this guy or want to give him a dance or just want his attention at all when he smells like shit. You know, if, if you if you if you're gonna be sociopath, if you're gonna be a sociopath and go to the strip club by yourself, at least take a shower, right? Wear clean clothes, take a shower, then be a sociopath. No one, no one's there at the strip club to smell you. Okay, which is, and on the flip side, don't put on so much cologne that everybody can smell you from across the room. It's not needed. Gripe two B. Uh, strippers who wear protective gear while on stage, whether it be a face mask or a knee brace. We saw both Saturday night. The face mask thing, it's like, all right, I get it. Um, but I mean, <laughs> you're touching some people that may may have something aside from COVID that you probably don't want. Whatever. But the girl with the fucking knee brace on. I'm like, oh boy, sweetheart, you are in the wrong business if you're going to be wearing a fucking knee brace at work. Which is essentially what it's a job. But boy, it throws off the whole fucking vibe. Just throws the whole thing off. Like you're trying to look at certain things and you're you're focused on the knee brace. I don't know. That's just me. I'm a weirdo like that, but, you know, what can you do? Uh, Gripe number three. This is a new one, okay? Uh, Athletes who feel the need to announce they're getting into crypto. This has become the hot new thing now. Uh, You had some athletes last year, um, you know, putting into their contract that they wanted to get paid in Bitcoin or they wanted to get paid in crypto or whatever. I'm not smart enough to get the ins and outs of crypto or investing for that matter. You know, I did buy some Dogecoin at one point uh, for very little money. Sold it for a good chunk of change. I was happy with that. But, you know, I can't afford to invest in, uh, you know, higher priced cryptocurrencies like the... uh, the um, fucking Bitcoins and the Ethereums and things like that. There's all kinds of different subsects of all of them. and But again, I haven't spent the time to look into them. I'm not smart enough to figure that shit out. That's just me. The thing that kills me, though, right, is you're having these multi-billion dollar athletes coming out and saying they're getting into crypto. It's like, oh, terrific, great. So... What is it that you want from me? Why do you feel the need to tell me this? You're already you already have more money than I'll ever need or want and you're here telling me that you're going to be getting into crypto as if it's some sort of uh you know magical investment. It's very volatile. That much I do know. You don't see these guys when they say, "Oh, I just bought fucking 50 acres outside of Vegas." Or, oh, man, I just fucking bought uh, three multifamily complexes in Louisville, Kentucky. 
Yet, for some reason, cryptocurrency has this weird, uh, I don't even know how to put it, like a, like a, is it a vibe? I don't think that's it. I don't think it's really a vibe, but, you know, it, it's almost as if they think it's this new magical, newfangled thing, but it's really not that new anymore. And it's not really the best investment that you can make. If you bought a ton of real estate and announced it, people would be like, oh shit, we better buy real estate. Say, good for you, pal. And now you see Tom Brady fucking getting on board because if anybody needs more money and, and needs to put his fucking face up there, it's Tom Brady. Doing a commercial with his wife. Uh, you know, look, entertaining commercial. Kudos to, I think it was FTX. Kudos to you, FTX, for putting together an excellent commercial. Nicely done. But I don't give a fuck. And I really hope I'm not alone in that. Eventually, it has to stop. Like, when does it stop? When does it stop being um, interesting when you see absurdly rich people doing anything? I've talked about this before. This has been a gripe when I've talked about these fucking douchebags flying into space for no good goddamn reason. What, what, what purpose does that serve? How does that benefit me or anyone else for that matter? And how does fucking hearing Steph Curry go on Twitter uh, and, and being like, oh, I want to get into crypto. What's the best way to do it? As if that's not a fucking lead to a giant fucking ad campaign, because that's exactly what it fucking is. It's annoying to me. Because it's not necessary. At least I don't think it's necessary. Why would it be? Tom Brady uh, posted a video of his daughter, or a picture of his daughter. She lost a tooth. And it was like, oh, the tooth fairy's coming. How much money do you think Tom Brady's fucking tooth fairy leaves under that kid's pillow? Because if it's anything less than 100 bucks, like, that kid should, should walk up to, to mom and dad and be like, what the fuck is this shit? You find this fucking tooth fairy... And you tell this fucking filthy twat to give me more money. Does she know whose tooth this is? Does she? The kid wakes up with a fucking stiff neck because the tooth fairy stuck like a bag of fucking 20s under her pillow. It's like, oh, Jesus, what happened? Oh, I woke up with 15 grand. Thanks, tooth fairy. We got off the rails. That's it for the show. Listen, thank you as always. Big thank you to Scott Banksley, uh, or Scott Bankruptsley, as he called himself. Um, I hope you enjoyed that segment of the program. We're going to be doing some, obviously, some gambling talk, some football talk. That'll be coming more and more uh, as the season progresses. I'm going to try to do something later in the year where I get a bunch of people in the room, uh, you know, to, to have these discussions. But who the fuck knows where this is going? Uh, I'd like to get some more equipment, but, you know, I'm poor. So we'll see what happens. Um, please uh, go to my Instagram page, at uh, ComplaintsPod, my Twitter page, at ComplaintsPod. I update them both all the time, and I think both are good. Uh, I tried to do a question of the week, uh, but it was a major fail. Major, major fail. So what I did do was say, hey... 
Actually, I shouldn't say that. I got one response to my question of the week. And it was from my dear friend, Evan. The question of the week was, um, you know, hey, uh, what what band did you have to sit through to get to an opener? What was the worst opening act you've had to sit through at a show? I thought I was going to get a handful of responses. I got some from my friends. Uh, and what I'll do is I'll post those responses in my stories along with some of the outstanding music from those acts. But uh, the only one that bothered to answer the question uh, was my dear friend, Evan, who every time I ask these questions, he's so good about putting up something that I have no fucking clue what he's talking about. <laughs> so he's like, Mother Courage by Brecht or Brech. I See, that's the thing. I am so uncultured and Evan is so cultured that I have no fucking clue what he's talking about. Apparently it's a play. And he's like, probably the most boring theater you'll ever see. I have to take your word for it. I mean, that's a given, right? Because I have no fucking idea what he's talking about. So there you go. So because I only got one response, what I my next was, uh, hey, uh, it looks like that question was mostly a bust. Let's try one that might work. And I just put, can you type a number here? I did get a bunch of responses. And it was basically, um, you know, let's see. I got uh, 8675309. Thank you, Brian. Appreciate that. Uh, then from a good friend, Tim, he put four and then next to it, dot, 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 your mother, Trebek. Nicely done. Appreciate that. Uh, I got two, eight, one, three, three, oh, eight, oh, oh, four, which I think is a Mike Jones reference. Not sure. I'm uncultured. Uh, I got 42, 17, 69, seven, and three. Those are all numbers. But again, like I put it, I, I tried to make the easiest fucking question that I could to generate some activity, and I still only got a handful of responses. So that's what happens when you have a god-awful, shitty fucking podcast, right? That's when you have a podcast that is so goddamn terrible that people can't even be bothered with replying with a fucking number. <laughs> oh, man. Man, oh, man. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Anyways, um, at Complaints Pod on Twitter, on Instagram, check it out. Twitter today was pretty good, so hopefully you'll come by and uh, join the party. I have no fucking followers, followers, followers on uh, Twitter. Very few, uh, but I think it's a I think it's a good feed. I think it's entertaining. It's mostly sports because, again, I'm an idiot. I'm a fucking, I'm a dumb 43-year-old dude. So what the fuck do I know other than sports? Nothing. Uh, I have a Facebook page, but I don't use it because fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page, um, but I, I don't use it because I'm an idiot. I have a blog. You might see a, a new blog this week. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. Uh, supposed to attend the um, Brimfield uh, Antique Market on Thursday. Uh, if it doesn't rain, we'll see. At least that's the plan. It's going to take the day off, take my mother up, but who knows? It might end up having to work. Not having to work, but working and 
just because of the rain. I don't know. We'll see. And what else do I have? Oh, you can call in 617-657-4736. Call in, leave a voicemail, complain about anything. What the fuck is on your mind? Because I know you, look, everybody complains. You're all, you all have something to complain about. I need to know what it is. 617-65-RIP-EM. 617-657-4736. Call in. Leave a voicemail. Um, yeah, that's it for the show. That's it. Yeah, that, that, was a, that was a rant at the end there, huh? Oof, that went off the rails. Typically, that doesn't happen like that, but what can you do? Um, please, I, I, I beg you, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. Tell your friends. Be a friend. Uh, what else do I say at the end of this? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, uh, Godspeed. Ta-ta.